Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. I'm your host, A.M. Davies, and today our guest is Fox Sinclair. Before we get to Fox, though, and all of her glamour and glory over there, I want to talk to you about something that's on the front of my mind a lot of times as a stripper and even as like a regular person, right? So my name is A.M., and so many people think that that's some sort of a fake name. Something that happens a lot in the stripper world, and especially when you have a unique name like mine, is the first thing people ask you is what's your real name or what do your parents call you and I find this to be one of the most offensive things that you can say to a person when they introduced you to their name as a stripper I call myself AM and the first question was what's your real name and I absolutely abhorred this question I would use a fake real name which is Nikki that's my or Nicole actually is my fake real name um, because and then I would just end the conversation there and then they would think that my real name was Nicole and then they would be happy because they felt special um, and then even as a regular person when I'm walking around and I meet people and I say that my name is AM like the comments that I get and literally people have said to me that's not your real name who fucking cares what my real name is? If I'm going to give you my name, that's the name I want you to call me, and that's the end of it. And anything else behind that is none of anybody else's business. And so that's just a little tip from me to you. When you hear like a unique, different type of name, just take that at face value. That's the name that people want you to call them. So just call them what they're telling you they want to be called. And that brings us to our next guest, who's Fox Sinclair. And Fox, what is the response that people give you when you say, hi, I'm Fox? What's the number one most typical response you get? Well, if it's somebody who wants to, like, challenge that, you know, most people are like, hey, Fox, nice to meet you. But in the case that... um they're not with that name. They're like, oh, what's your real name? It's a real kind of like pouty thing to me. Like, oh, what's your real name? And I'm like, why are you talking to me like that? Right. As if I'm someone that you know that you can be mad at. Right. That's the thing that is like weird is when you're a stranger and already we're like getting in a fight. <laughs> you know, they're just like, oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, really. And like you said, it's like, well, that's, you know, okay, well, like what? Do you want to know, like, personal information about my history and my background? I mean, it just kind yeah. of matters the way that people approach it. But I do meet a lot of wolves. <laughs> I love oh. it when I go, yeah, they're like, your name's Fox. And I'm like, yeah, my name's Fox. They go, okay, well, I'm Wolf. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so funny. I've met, like, so, so many, many wolves in my life. <laughs> it's like, y'all should really start a club. Yeah, I get PM. Oh, my name is PM. And then and I go, like, oh. and I, my response is, wow, I've met so many of you. <laughs> and then they feel stupid because they're like, oh, I'm not original. It's I like, know. you're not. It's so funny that they forget that, like, we do this and have this conversation all the time. All the time. It's so, annoying. like, your witty kind of go-out flirtation just, like, it doesn't work. We've seen it so much. So many times. Yeah. If I had a dime, you know. However, one time I did actually meet someone named Wolf yeah. at, a, at another bar. 
um, just outside. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. I'm Wolf. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Being such a bitch about it. And I was just like, okay, dude, like, I get it. It's funny. I meet so many of you. And then he's like, no, really. And I like look at his Instagram and it's like, Wolf, whatever. I was like, oh, oh shit. That reminds me of the time I was at one of my favorite bars in the whole world, Lucky 13 Saloon in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. And there was this lead singer of this really super crazy heavy metal band. And he had really long black hair and he was tall and he had a really deep voice like this. And then he w- really wanted to talk to me and introduce. And, I, and, you know, he says, you know, what's your name? And I said, I, I'm AM. And I said, I go, what's your name? And he leans down and puts his mouth really close to my ear and he goes, the count. And I was like, Nice to meet you, the Count. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But I was like, I was confronted with a situation where I'm like, come on, man. The Count. And of course, I just accepted the name that he wanted to be called. So his name was the Count. I met him. Yeah. Yeah. But that is an interesting thing, like the whole kind of naming and at what point you feel the you know, agency to be able to challenge someone on what they're presenting with you. You know, if someone was maybe, I don't know, in more of a situation of like a drag, you know, in drag right. or or trans transitioning right. and, you know, gender fluid or, I don't know, or, or more of a performance in the sense that like you know it's a bigger stage bigger venue yeah you know why do people feel the need you know because i'm i'm a cute gal and i feel like it's kind of a way to to be like no let's see let's see the cute sweet childish version of you i don't know i mean um it's like why what is that in them that makes them feel that they would question someone that they meet at a club versus somebody who's offering them a name in any other circumstance. Yeah, I don't know. I think I the so I have a lot of time to think about this. I've been thinking about this for years. I think that people just feel special knowing like the true version of yeah. you, like the the real true version as if your real name is a reflection of right. the true version of who you are. I get that. But I I don't think, like, my full name, Anne-Marie, which I love and a lot of people call me, I don't feel like my real name is actually a true reflection of who I am. Like, if you hear, if you have my full name, Anne-Marie, you still don't know jack shit about me, bro. Right. You're not getting any big secret or, like, unlocking any, you know. So. That's true. Yeah. So I don't, I, I disagree with. Um, I think that if someone gives you a name, you just fucking accept that name. So, and that is, I love your name, Fox. I love you. You're amazing. Fox is one of my dearest, dearest, best of all time. Amazing friends. And Fox, you are on Yes, a Stripper podcast. So that means you're either a stripper or you're a stripper ally. So, and I already know. (laughs) Can't you tell? (laughs) I'm wearing my sparkle top. She is definitely a stripper. Fox, tell us the first <laughs> time you realized you wanted to be a pole dancer. Can you tell that story? Yes, I would love to, Anne-Marie. <laughs> I, so I grew up in Louisiana. I grew up in Baton Rouge, and we would go to New Orleans, like, you know, with my, I would go with my mom, yeah. or, you know, I went for my 13th birthday with my gal pals and my cousin. And, um, you know, when you're walking down Bourbon Street, it was very much, like, there, I just remember seeing silhouettes of, of women spinning around on a pole. Yeah. 
And I, I can't, you know, I've created that recollection and maybe it was an actual woman or just like a image of it. But um, then on the trolleys going up and downtown, it was so much fun to hold on to the pole okay. and just like let it swing you around. Yeah. And I have this very distinct memory. I was with my mom and I swung around on the pole on the trolley and I go, Mom, I want to be a pole dancer when I grow up. And I was yeah. like, I think I, I don't know, maybe I was 10 years old and the whole trolley just kind of gives me a big <laughs> looks over and like, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't know anything was bad. Sure. Quote unquote. Yeah. And, um, and so I went to, I went to college for dance. I grew up dancing. I, I did contemporary, modern hip hop, ballet. And so my, um, at college, it was a very like contemporary performance art kind of situation, and then yeah. I had always loved the the grittiness of being a stripper. But I think growing up in New Orleans, like seeing that scene, it just wasn't really super healthy. It, right. it, a lot of the women weren't taking care of themselves and I mean I'm guilty of being a customer that goes up in the front and would give my friend a lap dance because I was there for myself and not to pay attention to them oh wait so you would go into the club with friends and you would give your friend a lap dance in the club yeah I was a terrible strip club customer okay like I if I if you know 19 year old Fox came into my club this fox would have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, honey, you don't work here. Get right, the fuck out. Right. Did you experience, like, did any of the dancers say anything to you or come up to you? No, and they were anything? so used to it. They're really? so used to it. Yeah. Well, I guess New Orleans is a bit different, right? It's like a little bit more, like, more goes, like anything goes because of the t- the vibe overall in the Yeah, city. I mean, it's Bourbon Street. It's like okay. a bunch of drunk, fratty people just walking right. down with the goal of getting super pissed and meaning drunk. Drunk, yeah. And, um, yeah, and just kind of like strolling in and out very unaware. I mean, you know, we're fortunate. I So I work at Jumbos and have only ever worked at Jumbos as a dancer because mm. to continue with that is, you know, I took a, a class from a from Duchess in New Orleans okay. and I just loved it so much. But I was like, I wish I could, you know, kind of express myself in this way, but I just don't really want to be in the culture of feeling demeaned and in, the, in the way that I had seen that in, you know, growing up, or, right. you know, I guess as a, as a young adult in New Orleans and just... I didn't see the side of the coin that could be super empowering until I walked into Jumbo's clown room. Okay. And I just had an overwhelming sense of the power of the women in there. Yeah. And immediately was like, yep, I'm going to work here. Okay. And so I kind of just snuck my way over to being like a a customer just figuring out, you know, starting to talk to the girls and then. Yeah. So it's interesting that you you talk about that because, you know, I worked at a ton of different clubs besides just Jumbo's Clown Room and I've seen women being empowered and and learning from them and from their grace and their strength um, even in the nude clubs and in the topless clubs in Mm -hmm. Vegas. And so have you found that as you like sort of matured, you have seen that in other types of places? 100%. Okay. I mean, especially now that I am in the community and, you know, it, it certainly took me like a while to get out of the the ignorance, I, I just didn't know what this community was because as strippers, you know, it's very, especially growing up in the South, right. it's very Christian, yeah. it's very conservative. Like, yeah. we just kind of don't talk about sex. We don't talk about, you know, there, it was a woman 
if she was a stripper, it was just like, oh, God, like, we just didn't even have that conversation. Like, she's evil or bad yeah, or seriously. scary. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there there was just a lot of, like, I grew up super Christian, and, you know, I just remember... Yeah, you've to, told me stories where you're, yeah. you're you're so Christian that you were would often be the first one to stand up in the in the pews with your arms up, totally. waving back and forth with your yeah, eyes closed, totally. and feeling the rays of God shine down on totally. you. Totally, <laughs> totally. I mean, I still feel that, but it's like I think it's um, now it's more of a power pose. Yeah, it's a power pose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, me like speaking in tongues is more just me being so excited that yeah. I have to shake a lot. Yeah, yeah. You but have a lot of it's, all the, it's all the same thing. I mean, it's all sure. um, an element of just feeling connected to something that's um, much bigger than yourself and feeling like I, I can change the world. Yeah. And I think... You know, I, I love the fact that I was super Christian, even though there was a period where I'm like, that's really weird because, like, if you knew me now... <laughs> yeah. For those of you who can't see, Fox's legs are up in the air and she's shaking them from side to side and they're also spread nice and wide. But well. I have on business pants. <laughs> so she has so on business pants, okay. so it's not as slutty. <laughs> <laughs> Party on the top, business on the bottom. Exactly. Oh, oh geez. So um, much. I know. So you're so something I want to make sure everyone understands is you are a musician, and, and to me, you're not just any musician because you write your own music, you produce your own music, you literally write the sounds of your own music, you direct and produce your own music videos, you produce your own shows. Like you are another one woman show. We just had one mm-hmm. last week, so you are another one one woman show. So mm-hmm. can you just give us a little background and insight on, on what that life is like for you? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I have been singing, making music. Shit, man, I just need to express myself in all the ways possible. And right. I, you know, I'm, I'm moody and I need to talk about it. And I think music has always been a way for me to, like, you know, release the things that I want to say in the same way that dancing is a way to um, release some yeah. energy. It's all just a release of, of feelings and tension and exploring new ways to feel and so I learned how to produce um about seven years ago when I moved to LA and I was producing because I didn't want to necessarily work with anybody else I just wanted to be able to do everything by myself because at that time my communication skills weren't really that great and I felt kind of sheepish in a a way of actually asking for what I want which Mm. I've certainly gotten better at right and would you um, say that stripping helped you get better at that bajillion percent okay I just wanted to confirm yeah all right keep going yeah on that subject okay I mean (laughs) I think that there's a lot of of people that kind of play this like how dare you say this to me or how dare you ask me this or assume this or whatever and it's like if if every well if women just learned how to say no better or learned how to stand up for themselves in a way that's not offended but necessarily like just educating sure sure you know and I think that's what I learned through being at the clubs is that like you know you can get all pissy at people but really in the same way that when I was 19 going in the club, giving my friend a lap dance as a customer, which is dumb, that was me, uneducated. Right. You know, and right. I didn't figure that out until someone educated me, which happened when I started working at the clubs. Right. 
But I kind of find that now a lot of the people that come in, you know, yeah, they do a bunch of dumb shit, but they just don't know. Right. And so it's our job to tell them yeah. straight in a straightforward manner. And, right. you know, having kind of learned that skill definitely trickles out to the rest of my life where I can just say, hey, these are these are my boundaries. This is what I want. These are my goals. Can we somehow right. figure out how to make this work? And everyone's boundary is different and mm-hmm. everyone's ideals are different. And so you may be educated by one person and then you might meet another person. That's and, true. and it might be a different story or different scenario with them. And so... Yeah, I feel you on that. Education is a big one for men and for women and for all the genders in between. Like we all are just learning on a constant basis. And I've definitely in the last year, I just don't get mad at people anymore, Mm. even when they're rolling their eyes at me and raising their voice at me. I'm still not getting mad because I can see, okay, that's something going on in their own head. And so I wish... That I had had these skills when I was still in the strip club and I was like random fucked up shit was happening. And I could have just been a little softer and more kind and Mm -hmm. educated more. Yeah. You know, which I think I did in my last couple of years. But uh, there were triggers. There were things Mm -hmm. where I would just lose my shit. Yeah. Like when I turned into a tornado in the dressing room. Mm -hmm. Were you there for that? I don't think so. Girl. Literally, I turned into a tornado. What, like you were spinning around really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it, yeah, it looked like, yeah, it looked like I was. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like ripping By, things because a customer. No, because of oh, wow. um, because of they, an altercation with another dancer. No, no, it was you oh. know when they're like be, like yelling at us for ones, and he was uh-huh. and then, you know Herman was in my space, and oh. there was other factors happening, and I just needed a minute, and he wouldn't shut the door, and his fat fingers were in the door of the crack, and mm-hmm. I was like shut the fucking door, shut the fucking oh. door, and he wouldn't shut the door, and so I literally started ripping all the stuff yeah. off of the uh-huh. um, clothesline. Okay. Like where all the jackets are hanging, I just started ripping them. And so all the clothes just uh-huh. started swirling yeah. and twirling around That's the so room. Fun. And Delilah was like, You look like you turned into a tornado. Oh. Yeah. Did it help the situation? No, of course not. I, I mean, was a total wreck. Okay. But if I had been coming from this place, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. just like cool your jets, mm-hmm. come to a softer place. Mm hmm. I wouldn't have had to turn into a tornado. But I will say that was kind of like the fun part for me is like becoming like this sassy, like, (laughs) excuse me, (laughs) kind of person. I mean, now I've been there, you know, I've been there for seven, maybe eight years. And now I I kind of like being the security guard where if I see someone at the, you know, rail with their phone, I'm like, excuse me, honey, I know that um, you probably have some really important important business matters to handle, but you just can't have your phone at the stage. Right. They're like, and they're usually like, oh, I'm so sorry, or something. I, I enjoy being this, like, kind of direct, like straight authoritative. Talk. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like, hey, babe, you actually can't have your phone here. And if she's like, oh, I'm just texting my mom, I'm like, that's great, but you can text <laughs> your mom, mom outside. Yeah. Or, you know, away from the stage, but there's a beautiful, delicious, fine piece of ace on stage right now, right. and you need to pay attention, you little gal. Yeah. And, like, can be more fun about it, whereas it used to be fun to be like, like play into the culture of being a bitch yeah because i never got to do that because you know sweet little baby christian girl never got to really like have a voice that's really interesting that you never got to flex that muscle and really stick up for yourself because that's not what good 
Christian girls do mm-hmm. to the point where you're so hungry for it that you mm-hmm. like start to become a, almost addicted to that totally type of behavior. Yeah. Wow. See, I didn't grow up in a religious household. I had a lot of freedom, so mm-hmm. I didn't feel a lot of hunger right. to do much of anything. Right. I all my partying and sex was like moderate levels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, not even you know. I I um. I flexed that party sex muscle a little bit earlier than my stripper muscle of yelling at people. Okay. Um, but I guess just, you know, being a Southern belle has that kind of just like, let's not offend anybody. You know, if someone mm. says something that you don't like, you just kind of stay quiet about it. And like, mm. that's fine. Whereas, you know, now even the other day I was looking at, you know, we're shopping for a house. Yeah. And and, and the landlord goes, um, so, you know, there's like seven people who'd be moving in. And he's like, so, you know, men, women, or girls, boys. And I'm like, it's a house full of women. He goes, oh, good luck. And I got Whoa. so, I know, I got so, <laughs> I had oh, that same face. My and my sister was there God. and she was kind of laughing about how like annoyed I was at that. I was just like, um, good luck. I was like, why? You want me to like live with some stinky, smelly boy that doesn't know how to put a freaking roll of toilet paper on the little hook yeah. and puts a wet towel on the bed no. and freaking Ugh. farts in the goddamn living room? <laughs> and leaves their hairs and yeah, pubes all over the bathroom. Sick. Gross. Anyways, but I'm also, I was just like, <laughs> excuse me, actually, we're all very wonderful women and we love each other and we're great communicators and we're hot and you're fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> But not really. I love him. We got the house. It's great. So, um, <laughs> but the point of that is is that even now outside of the clubs, yeah. I'm I'm a lot more quick to be like, oh, what did you mean by that? Yes. Because I'm on this like educating kick. Yes, I'm on this deal of like you know I'm. It doesn't serve anybody for me to just be like, okay, you're an idiot. Bye. Done with you. Right. Like I'm so confident and stable enough now in myself as a grown ass woman to be like, hey, man, like, you know, that's to actually get into a conversation as opposed to being like, oh, you say something and I'm going to look bad. This is that Southern Belle thing. I'm going to look bad by like confronting that thought of yours there's just no confrontation and I learned how to have confrontation and that it's not a terrible thing it's not terrible it's great yeah my my stepmom we were I was talking to this neighbor friend um with my stepmom one day and you know she introduced me and and my stepmom doesn't discriminate it's like we are all her children and that's how she addresses us and so she's talking about me and my brother and sister and her her born daughter and so she tells to the guy this is one of my four kids like da 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 and and he's like wow fertile really fertile family and i go i was just, <laughs> i know and i go that's an odd thing to say i said that out loud and then i just kind of brushed it off you know and he was kind of like shuffled his feet a little bit you yeah. know because i think he realized like yeah. what the fuck are you doing calling her fertile right that's just so creepy and gross yeah like it's just Mm. four kids right that's not that much Mm. fertile Mm, fertile family (laughs) what like don't talk about my mom's reproductive system i know gross but it's good that you say something because then he wasn't snarky i was just like that's an odd thing to say right (laughs) it's like i think a lot of those things are are like too like we you know as dancers we're (laughs) 
in social situations a lot. Like we have a yeah. lot of practice talking yes. to a lot of different kinds of people. Yes. And most people don't have right. that. So you have to kind of give them a little bit of space for like they probably work in an office, go out once a week. Yeah. And like are talking to the same type of person all the time. Right. We talk to so many types of people right. that we can kind of gauge the version of conversation, the style of humor. You know, like that's a skill that we have Absolutely. that not a lot of other people have. So yeah. I think even just being open-minded to that. Right. You know, you can you can help someone out and, and go easy on them. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely go easy. God, I'm so you're triggering sure they're all smart these in stories. other areas. Yeah, I know we could just gab our little so, faces I off. Know. Can we extend this podcast? How long is it? An hour? We can do pretty. Can much we do a three hour? Oh shit! <laughs> okay, I love that. Um, but yeah, I was actually talking to someone the other day about how. Off, like how it's really hard to win a word battle with a stripper like it's really hard to outwit mm. us because we spend so much time talking to people and like you said so many different people and I think that's a skill set that goes that flies under the radar with yeah. like a, a civilian when it comes to strippers not realizing like that we're just we're going to be quicker than you right quicker on the draw and it also plays into the misconception that strippers are dumb <laughs> Yeah. I swear there's some of the most intelligent people I've ever Insane. known. Every in my life. every woman I work with is so on it. Yeah. It's just so on it. Yeah. Strippers are the best. Yeah. I I, I agree. Love strippers. Me too. So one <laughs> of the things that so when I first came to Jumbo's Clown Room, because I came from the nude strip clubs, right? right? And I first came to Jumbo's Clown Room and the dancers there would call themselves strippers. And I would scoff at them. At Jumbo's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And this I, is like eleven and a half, twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was I would scoff because I was immature and working on some things. And I would be like, you're not real strippers. You have no idea what being a real stripper is like. Like, wait until you're grinding on a hard dick with your vag out and, like, getting your fucking tits grabbed without you wanting. Like, that's, like, you know what I mean? That's real stripper. Like, having totally. to talk, educate men on how and where and when they can touch you and, like, mm-hmm. making hustling some real money. Like, that's real stripper work. You girls here aren't strippers. Yeah. Yeah. But now... I'm like, yeah, it's just on the spectrum of stripping. Right. It took me a few years to get there. I think about this a lot, actually, because, you know, the term stripper, even just the word itself is like a very strong word. Right. And, you know, a lot of the times when it's just some people love to be like, oh, you're not a stripper, like in a way that it seems like they're doing that so that I won't feel like dirty. Right, you know, to so like that spare you. to spare me from yeah. being a stripper, but then there's the other side, like you said, that like I don't feel worthy of even calling myself a stripper because no, like I said, I've only been at jumbos. I've never danced nude other than this one little TV show I did, where I got my titties all out. <laughs> um, I mean, I would love to dance with my titties out because I have great tots. But right. anyways, I diverse. Um, the yeah, I didn't like feel like I I was worthy of that term, but then other people are, are kind of like, oh, like you don't want to have that term. I I just feel like it's all semantics, and but that says something about you know stripping in general, and that it's just like here we're all just gonna throw you in this basket that we don't want to talk about, right? You know, like yeah. you dance on a pole, you dance on a pole in heels in front of people, yeah, stripper, dirty, yeah. 
just like the image of that in people's minds without even thinking about is so it's so subconsciously ingrained in so many people. Yeah. You know, I because I, you know, I'm a musician and so there's a lot of these things where I'm like, I want to pole dance to this thing and you know, love pole dancing, great at it. It's fun. Um it's not the center of myself as an artist in general, but it is something right. I spend a lot of time doing and helps me afford creating the art that I want to for my music. Right. And um other like art projects that I have and you know, the moment that a pole like you see a pole it sometimes just like overtakes whatever else you're trying to talk about or whatever yeah the rest of the project is yeah you know yeah I've been trying to figure that one out for years like why are people so stuck on what a pole means it's Mm -hmm. just an apparatus and is used so differently by so many people but at the same time Strippers are the ones that majoritively have been on the pole. And so maybe it's just because of years and years of conditioning of seeing really only strippers on the pole. And then years and years of conditioning that strippers and sex workers are bad and have no moral compass and are dirty and are drug addicts. And then they're getting that message from the media. Yeah. Magazines, newspaper, uh, news, um, movies, music videos, anything that depicts the story of strippers is like has all these negative connotations in it. Meanwhile, the majority of strippers I spend with are like enlightening and uplifting and powerful and beautiful and intelligent. And and yeah, we also like to party. Yeah. Yeah. And not everyone, though. Like I know tons of sober strippers. Yeah. You know, Um it's just this. So it's just this sex thing. It's the sex thing. That's really at the end of the day what it is because people for some reason can't get the fuck over that we have sex and that that's even why we're here. I know we only exist because of sex, and sex is so great. Mm-hmm. What's the fucking problem? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if there's like this kind of like trigger of like your sex drive that there's like you're watching a cute little movie and then all of a sudden you see a butt and then it's like like overload on my sexual side it's like the same thing about seeing a a stripper it's like oh she's a nice girl and like boom (laughs) sex 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 (laughs) maybe yeah but what i think that there's just so much shame around sex and that we've not been properly educated like what what were your sex education classes like in school what did you learn in sex ed? I learned, don't do it until you're married. And then I asked my mom when I was like 16. I said, mom, because I had a really hot boyfriend. And I was, you know, getting a little horny off of him. And I said, mom, did you have sex before you were married? And she started crying. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom, that I'm laughing. She started crying. Why? What happened? Why did she and cry? She's, she's crying. She goes, you know, I I made mistakes. And then goes off on this whole tangent about how her like high school sweetheart fucked her over because her family wasn't good enough. And I was just like, oh, my God. Great talk, Mom. Is this the birds and the bees or what? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I was so sexually unaware. And then... I, I always think about this. I was I, I was a freshman in high school and kind of having a cute little fling with this senior. 
and we won the football state championship. And I went and Classic. I jumped on him and I straddled him. Okay. After the game. Okay. You know, like a like a little. Yep. I straddled him. Uh huh. And I'm like, yeah. You know, like we won, and I remember just like I didn't let him go. I was like a little monkey, and I came up, and my mom's just like tapping me on the shoulder, kind of looking at me like, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And I was like, why we won the championship, man? <laughs> <laughs> and and it was just that you know I look back at things like that where. Like, I, I remember Pour Some Sugar on Me was happening, and I'm, like, on the ground in my freaking prom dress, like, fucking twerking, like, yeah. rubbing my titties and, like, pouring my freaking sparkling water on my head. Yeah. And I was super sexual always. And, and, right. and not even sexual, sensual. Okay. Okay? Because mm-hmm. there's a difference. I'm not Absolutely. always trying to bone everybody, but I am trying to, like, touch myself and do some body rolls in the mirror. Right. And wink at that hottie across the bar. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, but that right. doesn't mean that I'm trying to boink everybody in town. Right, right. Um, and that's kind of how I've always been. But it's always been read as like super intimidating or offensive. And, and when I was younger, I didn't even know that those were the messages that I was giving. Because nobody told me. Well, not only that, it's it's... <sighs> Nobody's been taught to receive the messages Word. that you're sending. Yeah. It's not that you're sending the wrong message. It's that they're seeing one thing and interpreting it in the only way they've ever been taught. And that's why I'm asking what your sex education was like, because I know mine was like how to insert a tampon where my ovaries are mm. and how to wear a pad. Yeah. And it wasn't I wasn't taught about consent, how to verbalize consent what to do if someone's violated right. my consensual terms. Yeah. Um, who to talk to, what to talk about, what types of questions to ask, how, what to do when a boy is pressuring me, any of those things. I was never taught any of those things. And for sure, boys aren't taught. Um, when, a, when a girl says no, it means no, and you stop asking and you stop trying. Um, don't grab women without or anyone without asking like right. they are not taught those things right or not ev- if a woman is wearing a short skirt she is not sending you the message come and fuck me and do whatever you want to right me. she's just wearing a short skirt right so you weren't sending the wrong message yeah of course not i i didn't know you were just being yourself. i was just being myself yes. and then looking back on it i'm like damn girl you're a little hot hoochie mama you're just having a good time. I was just having a great time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What about these dudes that walk around with their shirt off and, and walk around flexing? You love that. Every time we go on a hike, AM, every time someone I like, them, is walking by with their shirt I'm the emoji like this with the eyes. I think I said this before on one of my shows, the, the flat-eyed emoji with the flat mouth. Mm, She's like, why does he get to take his shirt off? Why can he have his nipples out? Can I just take my shirt off and walk around? They're just tits. They're just like... Fat sockets on my chest. Like, why does he have to do it? I don't. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. It's, it's great. She get, it's, you get slightly annoyed. It's fine. I think I actually, the longer it goes on and the older I get, the more offended I'm getting. And I really need to work on it. I see men's nipples out in the sun in the broad daylight. And I'm just like, I need to wash my eyes now. I feel so offended by your because you're jealous. Maybe it maybe it's because I'm jealous, but maybe it's also like it feels a little rapey. Like you don't have your clothes on. Mm. Like you're coming at me without your clothes on. 
Are they coming at you? No, or are they just no. walking. <laughs> they're, by? Just, they're just doing their own thing. <laughs> I think they're just walking their dog, actually, and it's sunny outside. Okay, maybe because this one time a guy without a shirt on cat called me. <gasps> oh, okay. and, and I was like, and I told him literally put a shirt on. Uh, put some clothes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe, it's, so now it's like they all are like that old man on the porch. You should have just taken your shirt off and then started cat calling. Oh, yeah, him. that totally would have worked out. He would have jumped over that She'd fucking balcony. Like, oh, balcony. yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think it was cold outside. Maybe not. I don't know. He didn't have a shirt on, so maybe it wasn't cold. I don't know, but I'm not doing that. But yeah, um, my point is, is like, think of all the times we've been to like parties as young people, and there's like the dude who's like boisterous and loud uh-huh. and shirt off and running around, yeah. and like that's okay. But if you, as a female, is like, yeah, look at me, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, she's a slut. Sure, but. Um... I'm not really surrounded by people who would say, oh, she's a slut because, you know, um, just for all you listeners out there, I am the person that's taking my shirt off at the party and running around and dancing. And none of my friends, because I surround myself with strippers and stripper allies, would never. Well, I'm talking more in like the general sense. In the general sense, yeah, Yeah. And like what sort of happens and how we get labeled. Because as a young person, I was also very sexual amongst all of my friends. Like I lap danced nude for... Like eight of my guy and girlfriends when I was 17 mm-hmm. in a living room, very well lit living room before I even knew that you're supposed to shave your ass crack and mm. got extremely nude. And I was like, that was great. It was like I was living. But anybody outside that group that kind of heard about that and caught wind of it, it was like, I know. Oh, Anne Marie is like, <sighs> I know. Being Anne a Marie's kid is level. so rough. Yeah. It's yeah. just so rough. <clears throat> yeah. Because now you still, you don't give a shit about what other people's approval or opinions no. of you are. I mean, that's the thing. But when you're that age, yeah. Yeah. It's like, so how can we educate the freaking young teens it of the world? It starts with the youth. The youth need to be, I told Tammy this once, Tammy, my best friend in the whole world who's listening to every single one of these episodes. I was like, it starts with the kids. We need to educate the kids. Yeah. She's like, no, nah, fuck that. Fuck kids. I'm like, no, like you, we have to teach the children. They're the next generation. Yeah. And I think that with millennials and whatever generation is after them, I think that they are a lot more woke when I tell people totally. now I'm a sex worker and a stripper and yeah. they're a much younger generation, they're like, oh, my God, goddess, what can I do to support you yeah, and help you? That's true. And I love the younger generation. Yeah. 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 Have you noticed a shift at all in the in the younger generation of how they speak to you or view you? Oh, that's right. I <laughs> forgot. You dated a 20-year-old recently. <laughs> I was like, are you jabbing me at the fact that my ex-boyfriend is like eight years younger than me? No, I totally forgot. You mean forgot. like, did I talk about his? No, well, I, I mean, forgot. Yeah, I could consult with my... But you know what's actually interesting is that you have actually encountered a younger generation that's not as woke. So maybe I'm generalizing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, that was uh, that was not a woke... You're right. ...experience. I mean, that was a uh, an idea. Uh, like, I mean, I think... This is what happens in general, whatever age is they love the idea. I mean, in terms of dating, you know, they love the idea of the fact that you're some just like wild. Sure. You know, or whatever. Sure. You know. Yeah. uh, Whatever it is, a a wild flower. And then, and then that becomes scary. Yeah. Um, But I think just the, 
you know, the terms are changing, like terms of, of dating and what that means. I mean, we're still going off of this basis of like what a relationship in love is off of how movies were made in right. the 50s and 60s and how our parents lived. And there's always this kind of like, woohoo, but now we're kind of like breaking that wall down. I mean, it's still culturally being broken down. Yeah. That's a huge conversation to have. Yeah, we don't need to necessarily. And I could talk about all of these things. Yeah, I know. But we could I just for a long time. We could talk forever. I know. So what? I, one of the things I really wanted to make sure we talk about is your stripper culture and how it enters into your music art. Okay. And something that really stood out recently was when you were at a performance and you put the microphone down and mm -hmm. you started doing slutty stripper work totally. on stage. Totally. And it was everyone's favorite part of 100%. your performance. <laughs> okay. So I, yeah, I love the fact that I have a history of, you know, of being a stripper. Um, because I just, you know, so many, so I make urban pop music. It's mm. kind of like... Somewhat hip hop, somewhat pop. Can um, you give us a little riff of a song right now? Didn't sign up for no rescue, and didn't you come to my venue? I'm sorry that you've been mistaken and thinking that I would always be agreeable. Hey, raise hey. and shut my mouth like a southern lady. You can put me in a corner like no oh, one's baby. baby. I've been modest too long, so now I'm thinking about me when I'm fucking you. Yeah, hey, about to start a wave. Toby, hey. do me, hey. Say it to my face. Oh, Tell me, calm down. I'm sick of being soft. So that is, um, that's soft. But yeah, I had a show at the Moroccan, and I wore this cute little leopard print dress, and I put blue panties on underneath. And when my favorite <laughs> musical moment came, I was twerking and doing some cool leg work, and yes, everybody loved it. And I feel that there are so many people that use dancers as the accessory. Mm. You know, rappers, yes. every artist loves a freaking stripper in their music video. Mm -hmm. And I am just so stoked to be the video hoe for myself. Mm, like there nice. is nothing that gives me any greater joy than like not using someone else to be like, look at this object of hotness that's yes. next to me while I can talk about it. But I'm like, no, I'm actually talking about myself. Right. Being that object or that hot, you know, being the point, being that, like, bridging that gap, and all my songs are coming from a place of, like, being that object, like, yeah. being that sassy woman that is the spotlight of attention, because the stripper, you know, is the accessory to the artist in a lot of circumstances. Yes, yes I know. But, yes. like, the stripper is the freaking artist. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, you know, in my case, that's what I, I love about the the art that I'm trying to put out as a musician. Right. But, you know, it's not just like I'm a musician. It's like I'm I'm Fox, and I make this music that accompanies my lifestyle, that accompanies me as a performer, and right. those things kind of go hand in hand. Right, right, yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, to go back onto the conversation of, like, I've definitely had a lot of marketing, branding meetings about how the poll is distracting from oh, really like other people have said that yeah people in in <clears throat> you know in, in pitching certain songs they're just mm. like wait i don't get it is she a musician or is she a dancer why can't you be both As you know it's really hard for people to grasp the concept that you can be multiple things right branding branding yeah 
Well, you're not the only musician that's also a dancer. For sure, but when but that goes back to that conversation. The moment that you put a pole in the mm. in the frame, yeah, it, it just it reads as a certain context because of course also. You know, it wasn't until recently that people start using pole, but it automatically makes it this like gritty thing. I mean, outside of rapping, like rap music has always had like a big strip club culture. Right, right. But now you have a lot of like rock bands or I guess rock bands have done that too. But it definitely has this kind of like badass vibe. Like hair band type rock yeah. bands have done that, like Guns N' Roses and mm-hmm. Def Leppard and those types of guys. Yeah. But not so much like, um, uh, what's another... Like Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Like, that would be pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. So, no, they wouldn't. Not so much like those right. guys. Yeah. But then it's either like, oh, like stripper, like ass shaking, or like, oh, look at this beautiful pole dancing that's this art thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Which is great. Which is great. Yeah. Which is great. But like, why can't I. It's just hard for people to see that I can be smart and educated and productive and in charge of my artistry and in charge of myself and powerful, but then also pole dance. Yeah. And it also makes me think of like how I present myself as like I consider myself an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. Right. But I'm going to maybe show up to a thing where I'm really wearing a really tight shirt. For sure. Maybe it's low cut. Um, maybe I'm wearing a tight, slinky dress, and I'm not going to dress myself up in a way that's palatable for other people because I'm doing business. Like, I'm going to continue to show up as myself and express myself how I choose, even though I'm doing business. I don't have to wear a fucking suit for me to think business-like and have a meeting. Um, So, you know, I think that's just like, what is your image of a woman? And it's like you're saying, it's like this one track mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's wearing a suit. She's this way. Right. Oh, she's wearing a tight dress. She's this way. Mm -hmm. And that's just people. That's just like, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know where that comes from either, but it's. It's It's like having a linear one track mind as opposed to understanding that all different types of people are layered. And diverse. Yeah. And just it's is I think our, our brain works in a capacity in that like we need to label things. We need okay, to put yeah. things in certain kinds of boxes yes. so that like we can figure everything out. Oh yes, yes, you're right. And we've learned this recently. You why like always needing to figure out right. and like explain in your head what this thing is as opposed to just letting it be. Well I think it's it's like maybe a survival kind of okay. mechanism of not having to like process so many things and be so we everything is everything but really be like oh you're this type of person you serve this area you do this like just kind of settling things. Yeah, and then what that does is it basically is classifying people and it has you put them in these different levels and so then you can choose to treat this person this way and choose to treat – because if you're doing that with people, then you're telling yourself – and I, I'm just theorizing and philosophizing here. I don't necessarily – you know, I'm speaking in general terms, but I feel like when you do that, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to – this businesswoman I have respect for and this slut in a tight dress, I don't. And so you modify maybe your behavior or your yeah. language around those types of people mm-hmm. because of how you've labeled them yourself and that's natural i mean that's normal as like to to modify yourself in the way that you communicate with certain person based off of their appearance and to a certain extent yeah you know like if someone has a a cool laid-back thing i'm like yo what's up dude if they like seem super uptight i'm like hello mr yeah but now you're talking about their personality projection not Uh, necessarily based off of the way that they carry themselves and the way that they choose to present themselves as 
Okay. Okay. But, but that said, but that said, I think that those narratives can be changed in the way of of media. You know, like in the way of of this podcast or right. seeing TV shows where, like you said, you know, a stripper is not some like damsel in distress. Right. You know, where she is a businesswoman doing her own thing, and we just haven't seen that yet. And I think that we are in an era where that's as much starting right. to come up. Okay. Watch Dancing at the Blue Iguana. I love Dancing at the Blue Iguana. We love it. It is the best stripper movie ever made. Ever, ever made. And the just a little history on Dancing at the Blue Iguana. Sheila Kelly is in that movie. Um, and to prepare for that role, she went to strip clubs here in Los Angeles to watch strippers dance and learn from them. And she became so inspired by the strippers that she opened S Factor. Mm-hmm. And S Factor is all based off of the movement that she saw in the strip clubs. And then Sheila went on Oprah twice and during that time terry hatcher and sheila were friends so terry hatcher was taking classes so terry hatcher also talked about s factor on oprah so basically s factor was featured three times on oprah and that was one of the catalysts for pole dancing skyrocketing as far as visibility this is back in 2002 three like very early 2000s and so even though sheila kelly herself was not a stripper she played one on tv and or and movies and learned from strippers. Little fact for any of you out there that think the strip club industry was built by Chinese and Asian men. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila Kelly, for uh, getting pole dancing as visible as it is. And yes, that movie is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like cult classic for sure. Totally. Thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. 100%. Um, I want to talk really quickly about some of the um, <clears throat> shows and projects you have coming up, and then we're going to move into our next segment. So um, what what's what's in the future for you of 2020? What's going on in 2020? Just like, yeah, rundown. Mm, releasing an EP. Okay. Making more music. Uh-huh. Um, I would like to bring Foxercise to the world. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Foxercise is a dance class that I do. It's a community class, which, you know, just makes it affordable for people because I have found so much joy and confidence in myself and literally just putting on stripper heels and staring at myself in the mirror <laughs> yeah. and being like, damn girl, you look fly. Yeah. So I want to spread that to people to women or you know people who identify with their feminine bodies um so i want that to expand and grow and stretch out and you know in the same way of just educating people that like it doesn't feel bad to look at yourself and feel super sexy you know everybody needs to do it and i even have friends who are just have told me that it's changed their lives already. That's um, great. Yeah, we just dance around on chairs and, yes, you know. It is really hot. Touch ourselves. Hashtag Foxercise. <laughs> yes, and yeah. um, making more music that is in alignment with, you know, with myself and my thoughts. I definitely want to be a part of more projects, um, so I act as well and, and working on yeah. putting those projects together that are sending messages that I believe in. I'm really just not bullshitting anymore on something that I don't believe yeah. does something good in the world. I think yeah. I used to nice. be very self-serving and now I'm just kind of on a mission to use my art to spread spread some awareness. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Want to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's Stripper Tips. 
Ready? Pick one. Pick one. Pick one. No, I'm not ready. Yeah. My the first thing that came to my <laughs> mind was about your tampon string. Tell. Okay, fine. Well, just make sure you cut your tampon string, or make sure you shove it up there, or something. You know, put it in your butthole. I mean, that could even be useful for uh, people taking pole dance fitness classes. Exactly, right? pole dance fitness classes, or you know, at a swimming pool. But I think most women know that tri- yeah. that trick. No. They don't. You think they're like, oh my gosh, I'm on my period. I can't wear panties. No, I think, well, first of all, in public, civilian <laughs> that... people are wearing panties on a regular basis. <laughs> oh no, myself. I'm on my period. I can't. Well, no, go like to the a... pool thing, like you said, sometimes the string slips out. Am I right? Am I right, ladies? <laughs> you got to either cut it or tuck it or you, you line it up panties. inside the ass yeah. crack. Yeah, 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 exactly. But that one's not, a, yeah, you line it up mm-hmm. and you just stick it in your butt. In your butthole. You don't stick the actual string in your I butthole. I stick the string in my butthole. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> <You're> doing that. <laughs> I do know you, and I know that that's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you a picture. Now, okay, so. please do. Can you actually show me a video of you doing yeah, that? I will send you a tutorial, and you can post it on this podcast. Oh, um, perfect. Tampon string and butthole tutorial coming ASAP. All right. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty self-explanatory, but if you want it, check the footnotes of this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Get ready for our rapid-fire question round. It's time for four for one. Okay, guys, now we're in our four for one, so we're going to ask Fox these questions. Here's your first question. Your friend asks you to help them move. Are you available? 100%. That's really nice of you. Yeah, doy. Um, let's see. What is your reaction to unsolicited dick pics? Oh, I'm not allowed to ask questions. Um, uh, okay. Thanks. (laughs) 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 Uh, Ooh, look at that. Sexting. Yes or no? For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate sexting. Well, if it's someone with someone that you like, it's so fun. What's your favorite type of porn to watch? I don't watch porn. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Damn. I watch porn. Do you nope. want to, do you want to talk about that more? I like to watch <laughs> girls making out with girls. That's I mean, I the porn I watch. Yeah. They're just making out. Yeah. I don't That's really so care cute. about the other stuff that much. It's so cute of you. I know, it's really sweet oh and god. innocent, right, you guys? Oh my god, that's so fun. Remember when you filmed that video of me and my ex-girlfriend making out on the roof? Yes, I do. That Were was you super really, turned on? Yes, I was, actually. Wow. I was very, I was watching my fantasy IRL. Yes. Wow. Yes. Good to know. Yeah, it was tough. That was a tough date for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and now I have to go home and You're masturbate. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got it, y'all. She's masturbated uh, to me. Ugh, I'm so glad I did this podcast. Fox, tell our audience where they can find out about you and learn more about you. You can go to my website at foxmusicwithaq.com. You can follow me on Instagram at fox underscore Sinclair. You can find me on Spotify, Fox Sinclair. You can probably Google me, Fox Sinclair, and I'm sure you'll find some things. Some juicy things. Yeah, I'm sure we will. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming with me. This was really fun. It was was like sitting in your living room with Kiki or something and just chatting. I know. Yeah, it was so fun. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Yes, a stripper podcast. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube at Yes, a stripper podcast. And of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Yes, a stripper pod.
Yes, a Stripper Podcast is produced by Mackenzie Mazel, Shelly Snyder, and yours truly, A.M. Davies. Be sure to email any questions or comments to yesastripperpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me personally, you can find me on Instagram at thequeenofsexy. You can also check me out on my website, thequeenofsexy.com. <laughs>